right, so had a little extra time in between episodes. We were supposed to record this weekend. Didn't work out because I've been busy cultivating my sexual responsiveness. <laughs> you knew I was not going to let this episode go without talking about this tweet that came across our feeds by some guy named Brian. He's a typical husband, father, pastor, white pastor bro. If you would like your tweet read <laughs> on this podcast. Sure, why not? Be a white guy tweeting about women's sexuality. And Casey will read your tweet. I'm not going to read the tweet. You can go to my Twitter feed where I quote retweeted it with my comments. But like, what does that even mean? I've been trying to figure out what does Brian mean? Cultivating sexual responsiveness. This like call to women to cultivate. Like, isn't that the isn't that the husband's job? Am you want I me to answer something? it? Or is yeah. this rhetorical? No, oh, I I'll want you to it. answer it. It means put on the good sweatpants. <laughs> that has nothing to do with responsiveness. That's a that's an initiation thing, right? Okay, but there's okay. You've been married for a while. Yes, there's, I have. The, there's I'm not talking to you personally, that'll make it weird. I'm just saying you as the corporate way. There's <laughs> there's the bad sweatpants and then there's the good sweatpants. I think he just <laughs> put the good sweatpants on once in a while. So he's telling women to be more like uh obviously sexually available. I, I, I don't know. It's I, the word I, responsiveness that, like, gets me. Like, a response is, like, something that happens because something happened first, right? <laughs> so, like, you do your thing and then I respond to that. Okay, so, so you're confused because it sounds like he's still putting the onus on the man to initiate? Yeah, no, I'm confused what he means at all. Cultivate. Why, like why what just say say what you mean brian that's the thing say what you mean <laughs> anyways i don't know well you know i mean listen you got to be consistent you can't be you can't be fangirling when someone is cultivating authenticity <laughs> <laughs> and then turn around and, and besmirch poor brian it's just such a like just... such a fancy phrase for whatever he was trying to say because he didn't want to, you know, whatever. Well, okay, okay. Here's, here's the question. What do you think he was trying to say? Uh, I'm guessing he was trying to say be hornier. That was my guess. Like he's Would just you... trying to tell women they need to be hornier for their husbands. Would you have reacted better or worse if he had actually said be hornier? <laughs> I mean, at least I would know what he meant for sure. <laughs> Okay, so I'm not done though. Uh, sorry. Go so ahead. we're cir- circling back around the w- the tweet was about how women the the main point of the tweet was like how can women don't even know how much influence they could wield in their own homes if they did these things, and so since no one asked me and I know that our male listeners are dying 
for me to tell them how they can wield more influence in their own homes. Obviously, this applies to married couples, just like Pastor Brian's tweet did. Um, and I just, little sidebar, please don't assume that <laughs> these are based on things Danny's done wrong. Maybe some of them are. They could also be based on things he's done right, but I'm not going to say which is which because I've been married for 17 plus years and you don't get that far <laughs> without being, you know, a little bit careful. Okay, here we go, guys. Here, here's your here's your tips. <laughs> Take the trash out before it gets to that annoying level of fullness. Literally everyone who just heard that knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. The, the Tetris level. <laughs> yes. When you're, when you're playing garbage Tetris. If you have already been to that can and pressed it down three times, just just take it out, guys. Come on. Okay. I only have four. Brian had five. Stop it. Stop it. Watch <laughs> your face. Okay, Matthew. Do you need to make a joke before I move on? I'll do it at the end. Just... Okay. Uh, keep the small children away from your wife when she's cooking dinner. If she's making you Good. a meal, she doesn't want to trip over or under a child who is asking for a snack because... Of course, they need a snack three minutes before dinner. Okay, number three. Reciprocate is the only... <laughs> that's just it. You could take that wherever you want. Reciprocate. Okay, could last... You, could you say cultivating reciprocity? <laughs> that's actually beautiful. Cultivate reciprocity. That is exactly how I would say it if I was a Christian wife influencer okay last one <laughs> know when your wife is pmsing so you can be on your best behavior mm. okay because <laughs> we know she is not going to be on her best behavior <laughs> somebody's gotta somebody's gotta carry carry the home during those few hours slash days <laughs> So, so these are what your your tips for what wielding more influence inside the just, home. Just yeah, obviously okay. Brian's tips are just about like these are things I want women to do. So, <laughs> so <laughs> it has nothing Casey's... to do with influence. He just has to speak the language, the pastor language of like I can't just say the thing. I have to talk around the thing to make it more acceptable. So. Okay. Well, on behalf of the male gender, we thank you for the You're tips welcome. of things that you want us to do. If you need any more tips or any expanded <laughs> lessons on those tips, I'll be happy to oblige. Okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Not all of them. All right. So you cruel, you very rudely yelled at me <laughs> when. If I had said the phrase, if you've already been to the can and pressed it down three times, just go ahead and take it out. <laughs> you cannot tell me that if I had said That's that. Awful. You wouldn't, you wouldn't That's awful. That's awful. Who let us have a podcast? <laughs>
I don't know, but they're fired. Anyways. They're, they're, they're canceled. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> Not really, but we can stop there okay. for tonight. We're, 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 we're cultivating <laughs> brevity. We're going to stop there. We are. We are. All right. Briefly, housekeeping. Okay. Send a special shout out to Peter, new patron Peter. Thank you for joining up to support us. Peter, we got a doozy coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Peter's probably, you know, we're, we're, we're messing up space and time here, but I think Peter's already heard it. Oh, yeah. By the, by yeah. the time he's listening to this. Right. We haven't so. recorded it yet, but. <laughs> <sighs> We apologize no, we for nothing. All right. Uh, brief recap from the last showdown we had. Uh, the father figure showdown. It got really close. As we it know, was close. The closest one. Closest one we've ever had. Casey prevailed 53 to 47% in the voting. Wow. The amount of influence I wield on this podcast <laughs> is just... <laughs> <laughs> so casey is now taking a two-to-one lead in the showdown series oh yes what oh, is yes. next it is a series it's a series um, i don't know i don't know if we should go straight to uh the mother figure whatever uh-huh, the counterpart uh-huh. to that is or if we need to take like a uh like a detour and do something completely random i don't know something we can do to whatever talk about. we want we can Oh, and by the way, thank you to, I think it was Ohio Laura who posted the gif of Waldo, Geraldo, Faldo, <laughs> and that totally refreshed my memory of who that character was. So thank he's, you. He's so good. He's <laughs> so good. I love him so much. I, I remember him now. Totally. All right. So uh, I would hold these up, but you can't see them. <laughs> I've already showed Casey. She loved them. Yes. I have a couple of t-shirts from the podcast to give away because we're big time now Haas. <laughs> we are <laughs> doing giveaways and whatnot <laughs> so i got two t-shirts i got a boy t-shirt and I have a lady t-shirt um we're gonna run a special contest if you want one of them this is what we need you to do we need you to create fake facts <laughs> either for the show itself or about Casey or about myself. Mm-hmm. They have to be fake. Yes. If Give it gets some... too close to the truth, you're automatically disqualified. <laughs> so please DM uh, the podcast account, Fake FSBT Facts. Yes. And we will we'll probably read them all anyway on the show. Yeah, for sure. Um, but we'll pick either the best ones or we'll just put them in a hat and pick out two at random uh i should say this though we just went middle of the road on sizes this time the the boy shirt is a large the uh the girl shirt is a large but they said they run a little bit small so it's probably mm-hmm. like between a medium and a large mm-hmm. uh so if you're really tiny or if you're really big and those sizes don't uh, work for you i give you no sympathy because guess what i'm really big too <laughs> <laughs> And we'll we'll, we'll do another giveaway with coffee mugs or something. Yeah, we'll mix it up some. We'll we'll, we'll do something else too. We're big time. 
Giveaway every we week. We're big time. <laughs> we'll we get intern Cobra Kai on it. <laughs> Actually, we should just say the direct all complaints to at Two Simple Ideas. Yes. That's our show intern. Right. We are, yeah. We're too important to feel, to feel the complaints now. They all go to him. <laughs> he has to deal with them. Uh, <laughs> he's coming back on the show. He's getting settled at Christian College right now. Yeah. He's waiting for his mic. I sent him a mic my old one and uh it's you know u.s postal service is apparently struggling so it'll be do there you, eventually do you even know how much influence you wield <laughs> with our show's interns <laughs> <laughs> so we are looking forward to having him back yeah i believe that is it as far as the housekeeping mrs haas did i miss anything i don't think so i think you got it all right. Um, you know, I don't know if you know this, but uh, a little bit of Falwell news <laughs> bouncing around Christian Twitter. Uh, and I'll begin with the thing that made you laugh the hardest in the in the show prep. I just want to know, why at all times does he look like he just stole something? <laughs> Every picture. Every picture. He looks Every so picture. guilty. It's not even like... It could be something stupid of like, hey, like, did you just grab that candy bar that was sitting right there? And he just has this look like, oh, no, 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 what, what candy bar? Jerry, I see a candy bar in your pocket. Oh, no, that's, uh, no, that's, that's, how'd that get there? Yeah, so, so. we were chat, we were talking about the main responses that we've seen and something big that everyone kind of is saying is like how does this happen and why does this happen and i thought you had some good ideas about that when we were talking about it yeah i mean i guess like just the simple answer is and maybe that's where we should always go is the simple answer is that power and fame or i don't want to say they're undefeated but mm. uh power and fame they just sort of wear christian leaders down mm -hmm. especially if there's no uh, accountability in place mm -hmm. uh, and i think one of the reasons that this was so spectacular was that not only was there no spiritual accountability there for jerry falwell and that was by his own hand mm -hmm. he was very clear that you know i'm not a minister those rules don't apply to me mm -hmm. um, he presented himself as a businessman I, but there was no corporate accountability there mm -hmm. either. Like, that's the part I think people are skipping over. Uh, that, like, you know, even if you just wanted to look at liberty as, as a business uh, or primarily a business or a Christian business or whatever, like, you know, Lifeway is not going to be like that. Where mm -hmm. one person has all the power and makes all the decisions mm -hmm. and, you know, has the ability to just destroy everything if he goes off the rails. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, by all accounts, there were a lot of warning signs there of, you know, if this had been a healthy corporate environment, you know, there would have been checks and balances there of, saying, you know, Jerry, you, you know, you're making everyone look bad here. Like you have got to. <laughs> cool it. Got to, yeah, cool it. <laughs> yeah. I think the whole story is so bizarre, but it's not just like. Oh, he had an affair. She had an affair. It's just, it's 
next level bizarre mm. <laughs> I, yeah i i think and, that go ahead no i was just gonna say it's it's you know to step back for a second it's just sad because it doesn't it doesn't appear to have any kind of remorse for anything which mm-hmm. you know as a as a christian makes me sad because it feels like redemption is pretty far off mm-hmm. um but yeah. yeah go ahead so i think that speaking from my own experience growing up a pastor's kid is really difficult so was his dad like a pastor first right yes mm-hmm. yeah Growing up a pastor's kid is really difficult. I know that there's pastors who listen to this show, and I don't want to make you despair. Um, but in a lot of ways, you lose the ability to just be an ordinary kid because you have people watching you all the time. Um, and then also people assume that they know you, and that can feel really invasive because they don't, <laughs> they don't know you. They, they know who you are, and they know who your parents are, and they speak to you as if they know you, but they don't. And I have to imagine that it's like take all of the difficulties of that, and then for him growing up with that, but also just adjacent to so much power and wealth that like that family eventually had made it even just more more difficult for him to I don't know have a normal upbringing or to have any sort of humility about anything ever <laughs> yeah I, I do think who his dad was played I know it's you know, weird to kind of talk about growing up when he's like what late 50s yeah, <laughs> but it, it it is it is a part of it. I mean, that's where, yeah, all the foundations for your life are laid in childhood, and so obviously it doesn't excuse behavior. But... Yeah, I mean, just it was very like, you know, his dad was one of the the OGs of the us against them mm-hmm. Christianity, mm-hmm. and and. You know, I mean, I know we're just kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall here, but, um, you know, that's got to play a part in it, too, mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, if you're if you're a younger listener, you know, his dad was, uh, you know, just a, a real big force in the culture wars of like mm-hmm. the 80s and 90s of everybody's against Christianity. Uh, you know, we have to always be fighting. All we're, mm-hmm. you know, we're fighting against Stand the Democrats. Up. Stand up for we're, what you believe in, whatever that know. means. But it was, it was always like the dumb stuff. Like, <laughs> um, you know, we're going to fight against porn, but mm-hmm. but not, you know, did it the wrong way. Not this is why porn hurts people. It was I'm going to get out there and ban it. Yeah, and it, yeah. And it was. Uh, you know, it was fighting homosexuality, but not in the sense of, you know, well, this is what the Bible says and is what we believe. No, it was the Teletubbies are gay and they're turning the kids gay. Uh-huh. You know, it was uh-huh. just very showy. And, mm-hmm. and to use one of your words, it was very performative. Mm-hmm. And it was about I the event. I came up with that word, actually. You did. You actually did. <laughs> I would say it was, he was very concerned about the evangelical brand. Mm-hmm. 
not mm-hmm. always necessarily the souls, mm-hmm. uh, which you know that that's that's trouble. Mm-hmm. When, when yeah, you because think you're so, the... how does that translate to to Jerry Falwell Jr.? <laughs> well, I think has he been, has he ever taken care of his soul, or has it always just been about the image? I mean, that's a great point, and he fit pretty nicely into the the, the Trump narrative of you know everybody's against us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's me defending the church. It's only me. Mm-hmm. I'm the last one that'll defend the church, mm-hmm. and. I mean, I don't even know if he was fooled by Trump. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe he was. Maybe it was just a marriage of convenience. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it is interesting, you know, how all three of those lives sort of overlap and take the same arc. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the other thing that is, you know, when when things got bad, Junior had, you know, there was no there were no relationships there. Like he was just, it was just, mm-hmm. you know, when all you do is fight the culture war and you don't have relationships with other believers or, mm-hmm. you know, even people on the other side, like there's no grace, mm-hmm. there's no grace or ex- expectation of grace mm-hmm. to be extended to you. It's just set everything on fire and walk out. Mm. Like that was the only option. Yeah. I definitely fear that that's kind of a little bit more of the norm than, it should be not just for just for all Christian leaders, just a lack of relationships, a lack of people close to them. Like when you get to a certain a certain position of power in your church or organization, people are if if you haven't created an atmosphere where you can be challenged and, um, you know, spe- people can speak up for whatever, then you just become more isolated and yeah, you, I, I mean, I've seen it so much. You don't, you don't have anybody, you don't have friends, you don't have, and then when it like, when shit hits the fan, you don't have friends, you don't have people. Yeah. Well, you know, back it up even further than that. Like, I don't think he started out this way. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it started. It probably like everything was just baby steps. Yeah. And you know, before it got to the point of, you know, assuming everything is true, before it got to the point of, you know, somebody else is having sex with my wife while I watch, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. You know, it was probably smaller things of, you know, just, you know, maybe it was, hey, you know, I'm I'm having sexual temptations that I don't know what to do with. Or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I have substance problems that I don't know how to handle. Mm-hmm. And, and there was no framework in place for him, there, you know. To say, hey, somebody help me with this, right? Because you can't, he, he, you can't be vulnerable when you've put out this front that he put out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was, there's no place for that, and he still believes that, obviously, and how yeah. he's responded to the truth coming out. He still believes that he can't be vulnerable and say there's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's just sad. I mean, I had fun making jokes like while he was still in power, but <laughs> yeah, you know, now that it's that this part of it is over, it it is you know as a as a believer it is sad because it's like you know it, 
it just feels like he's a long way away from mm-hmm. turning it around. Yeah. I think that I am not necessarily sad. I I mean, I feel bad for him to not seem to... I mean, he's probably just suppressed his feelings and emotions for so long. He doesn't even know what to do with himself right Mm now. But I'm just kind of to the point where I wonder (laughs) when Christians, if ever, will stop putting people up on these pedestals and giving them this these positions of power and without realizing that it's most likely not going to turn out okay (laughs) it's like it's just yeah yeah it's uh it's it's just really i don't know the, the part I'm, I'm just really curious about is, and maybe this is going to come out in Cohen's book, but just the, the union of Falwell and Trump of mm-hmm. how did, exactly why did that happen? I don't really like, know did, a lot about that. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, yeah. Um, I mean, was he blackmailed into supporting Trump because mm. they had. Oh, that's right. Now I yeah. know what you're talking about. That's that's what I'm curious to see, mm. um, because there is there is a little bit of a pattern of just these odd characters who come out in support of Trump, like Terry mm-hmm. Falwell Jr., um, you know Jim Baker. Like, where did that come from? Like, where you know? Is it really odd though? I mean, I don't feel like they're like the black sheep of evangelical Christianity. But or... even I mean, like. Alex Jones, uh-huh. big Trump supporter. Like that's that's odd. Like uh-huh. he doesn't trust anybody. Like why would he, you know, just hitch his wagon mm. to Trump? Um, and my theory is that this may be going too deep for this. I have to edit this out. But um, I think people who have some intelligence but are, again, like me, contrarians and are just you know kind of kind of strange. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes they're drawn to people like Trump who have a blank slate Mm -hmm. ideologically because it allows them to sort of project whatever they want onto it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, make America great again can mean whatever anybody wants it to mean for themselves. (laughs) Trump doesn't really have an, an ethos to speak of. Like it's, like there's it'd be it's really hard to nail down like exactly what he stands for mm-hmm. ideologically mm-hmm. it just is always changing mm-hmm. so i think when when somebody who fancies himself you know an oddball sees trump it's like well, well he means he says this but he actually means this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's just an easy thing to project onto interesting i don't know just a half-baked idea i've been stewing on so we were watching Chernobyl and this line, I, I'm not going to be able to quote it perfectly. The, this line that was in this last episode, which was the finale, was like, every lie incurs a debt to truth and eventually the debt will be paid. So it's like mm-hmm. all of these years or i mean how long have these lies about his lifestyle and 
things just been piled on and now the debt is being paid it's all it's all coming out yeah what do you make of the the sex part of it uh I mean, again, assuming that the reports are basically true, mm -hmm. that he was watching somebody have sex with his wife. Right. I think probably that's the the minimum of what was going on. I think there's probably no way he wasn't also having affairs in some way, using his position of power to, you know, coerce women. Probably, yeah. Uh, that's just I would be shocked if that was if what is being reported is the only thing that was going on do you think he wanted to get caught do I think he wanted to get caught Mm -hmm. I don't know I mean 10 million dollars (laughs) maybe the like the the liking the Instagram photos of like the bikini girls things like that where it was like you know somebody's gonna see that Mm -hmm. you know maybe you were I mean maybe somebody that's drunk isn't thinking that mm-hmm. while they're doing that mm-hmm. but you know that's 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 weird that's that's like the kind of risky behavior of somebody right. that just wants to get caught mm-hmm. so i don't know I, I've, I've wondered that if you know maybe he was just tired of I mean, it's got to be exhausting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To, to keep up the facade maybe he was just ready for it all to blow up i don't know yeah, I mean, yeah, it has to be exhausting. But yeah, there was no there was never going to be a way for it to come out that wouldn't be awful for everybody yeah. involved. Yeah, and, and then like ask you about the sex part of it. Like the it's fascinating though that you know whatever version is actually true, it does seem that his wife had a pretty, you know, yeah, had her own role in this of mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't necessarily like a passive thing she was doing. Mm-hmm. It was she was she mm-hmm. was into the infidelity as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know what to make of that part of it. Cultivating sexual <laughs> I'm sorry. I need to stop. That's <laughs> ah, fine. We were due for a joke. <laughs> I don't think that's I'm just what Pastor Brian meant. I'm just glad you didn't go with pressing the can three times. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Awful. (laughs) I do feel, I do feel a little bit cheated or not cheated. Cheated is not the right word. I do feel a little uh, annoyed because like every time, every time one of these guys has like a big, scandal or something or every time john MacArthur says something stupid or like you know you get the people riding in on their tricycles oh this is what evangelicals has come to and i just want to like jump up on the table and say hey i didn't care what they thought before i I didn't i don't care now i also didn't care you know the entire time that they had their platform uh twitter in general just needs a quick recap of Ecclesiastes, there is nothing new under the sun. Like, can we stop with the, like, shock <laughs> at P- 
people doing what people have always done. Like, I, I mean, I, I, that really struck me. I'm like, some of you guys did not grow up hearing your faith or people's faith being equated to how they vote. And it shows like that was <laughs> totally common. This is nothing new. It's just that this has been going on for decades, centuries. <laughs> Like if you if you're a Christian, you're gonna vote this way, and if you don't, then you should probably examine your faith because of X, Y, and Z. Like that is not a new statement. What what does feel new though? I agree with you, but what does feel new is now we get it coming from both sides. Uh huh. Yes, I totally like, agree with you, and yes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, holy crap, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in the same feed. I'm seeing, it's, you know, you can't be a wild. Republican. You can't be a Democrat. You can't be anything uh-huh. if you want to be a Christian. It's like, it's wild. whoa. So, I don't know. Rich Mullins, where are you now? <laughs> Actually, I thought about Rich Mullins. Like Rich Mullins' financial arrangement where like, he set it up with his record company that they would pay all his money to his church and his church would give him a salary of the average American's salary of that year. Like that's the only thing he was allowed to make. I love it so much. And I, I mean, it's easy. F- I mean, it's easy for me and you to sit here and I say. love it. <laughs> I've had this conversation with Danny. <laughs> I've had this conversation with Danny. Like if we ever get to the point where it's like, we're making so much money I don't want to just be making so much money. Like, I want to be like, this is what we're going to live off of. And then we're going to not be like, oh, how can we spend the rest of this money? I know that's so easy to say when you're poor. You're, you're just yeah. really, really easy to be like, I'm going to be so righteous with the money you give me, God. Are you listening? <laughs> but I, I've thought about that several times because it's like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought about that too. Like, what what would have happened if Jerry Falwell had stuck to that? Like, if he had put something like that in place for himself, he is only allowed to make the average American salary. What what would happen? I I yeah. Well, they say, like seventy thousand is like after that your happiness doesn't increase, and that's like enough for you to live and have what you need and have a little extra and i gotta say that sounds amazing <laughs> i know it sounds incredible <laughs> do you know how many target pillows i could get <laughs> anyways yeah but all right enough about enough about him yeah okay i have this idea for a segment and i explained it poorly (laughs) three times was it was did you do a better or worse job on that than i did with the fall well the first time through (laughs) uh well i it didn't take as long (laughs) (laughs) this is true okay so i'm gonna try to explain it for the listeners as concisely and clearly as possible okay okay so You are a youth pastor in an alternate universe where COVID does not exist. Okay? Okay. All right. I want to go there. 
I'm going to give you phrases that have been invented because of COVID or that we know because of COVID now, but you're going to use them as if you're the youth pastor in this alternate universe who came up with them as a way to make a special or memorable point to your students. It's such a, such a long description. (laughs) I have five (laughs) and I already told you one of them. So. All right. So. Before we do this, fair to it's fair to say, like there's some segments we do where we write the jokes beforehand. <laughs> this is not one of them. This is not one of them, though. <laughs> I asked you if you were up for it, though. So, listen, I was I was in the middle of a solo dad adventure at that point. I have no idea what I said. This is going to be wonderful. Please okay. use the youth pastor voice. Please work <laughs> abstinence in as much as possible. <laughs> No, there's no rules. Okay. First one. Social distancing. Okay, I know you're going to think I actually made the joke since you gave me this one. I immediately forgot it and didn't do anything with it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So I am going to try to work social distancing. Okay. Um All right, it's got to be about uh, it's got to be about PDA. Oh, okay. That's what I'm thinking about. Okay. It's if I'm a youth pastor and there's no COVID, social distancing. It's got to be about uh, hugging and kissing <laughs> in youth group. Um, how do I make it corny though? That's the thing. Social it's distancing. It's gonna be corny anyways. <laughs> yeah. Because you're coming up with your own phrase. <laughs> Um, is there a Jeff Moore in the distance pun in there or is it too obscure (laughs) shout out to the four people listening to this who even know who that band is Um, alright alright teens teens Teens, I gotta be real with you for a minute. Like, we've got, you know, I know, I know what the world is out there saying, saying that you gotta be, that if you're not with somebody, you gotta keep your distance from them. But I'm telling you, teens, we gotta be different in Soul Fire. That's the name of our youth group, Soul Fire. I can see the logo. Teens, let me. <laughs> It's a ball of flames. Yeah. <laughs> Teens, let me tell you why soul fire is different. Because we're not going to keep our distance from each other. We're going to have social distance. <laughs> and let me tell you what social distance is. You see that girl sitting over there by herself? You're going to go sit. You're not going to sit next to her. You're going to go sit one seat away. So she feels safe but connected <laughs> to you. Because you know what? That girl's name, that girl's name is Casey Haas. And she doesn't want anybody sitting next to her. Okay? Because she's, teens, teens, I need you to listen to me just for a second. I know church is over. I'm about to let you go. She's an introvert. <laughs> she doesn't want somebody right up in her business. Amen. She wants to be social. Just, you're going to keep this, but you're going to be social. Okay? You're going to be connected. You're just going to be social and distance. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful oh thank you okay 
Um, I, I might not be able to give you all of these. Some of them might be too difficult. <laughs> okay, we'll go with um, flatten the curve. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See now this one. I, this one needed to go to you. Like you needed to do this one because this one is definitely a breakout session where the youth pastor's smoking hot wife named Tracy <laughs> is giving it to the girls. <laughs> Flatten the curve. <laughs> so the smoking hot youth pastor's wife okay. named Tracy. Which you're going to play her. Okay. <laughs> okay. She, it's going to be like extra creepy because I'm going to be talking to a bunch of teenage girls here. Okay. So she's got all the girls in a breakout session. Right. Um, you have to do every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the uh, the youth pastor's got all the guys in the, he took them outside. Took them outside because uh, they're wild at heart. They are. And the, uh, <laughs> the, the it's just, just girls inside the edgy youth group annex. Right. And Tracy is up there. Let's see, what, what does Tracy's voice sound like? <clears throat> don't don't wreck your voice before your Patreon <laughs> performance. Could I just do Tracy as Garrison Keeler? Um, no, Tracy. <sighs> okay, ladies, ladies, ladies. I know, ladies. I know because. I, I, I was like, like right there, like where you are. Okay. So I know, I know like, like, like the, like the pressures or whatever that you guys are feeling. Like when you, when you just everything, like, you know, TV is telling you how to be, but you're, you're a kingdom sister. Okay. And when TV is telling you that, like, you know, you need to have, like, the big curves, okay? Like, like down there and, like, up here. And that's going to, ha- that's how you're going to attract, like, a life mate, okay? Okay. But if you want to, ladies, if you want a kingdom brother, like, you don't even need to have the curves out when we're at Soul Fire, Okay. <laughs> You you can be you can be modest and you can just flatten the curve. Okay? <laughs> just just you can bring the curve out on your wedding night, but when you're at Soulfire, you can just flatten the curve because the kingdom brother is gonna like I don't know, just like 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 Trey, like Trey did to me. Like he just like saw my heart. Okay? Trey. It's Trey and Tracy. <laughs> that was a perfect youth pastor wife impersonation. Thank you. All those breakout sessions were just the boys get to go somewhere and they talk about how horny they are and the girls get to go somewhere and talk about how to help not the the boys not be so horny. That was youth faster breakout sessions. But I'm thankful that you had to sit through all of them <laughs> because <laughs> it made you an excellent podcast partner. <laughs> that's just like, uh, you know, that's just like me wandering around the mall, like at age 19, 
wondering like how all these like 12 year olds are in there with their girlfriends (laughs) (laughs) how these guys what what are like that made me a that made me have this podcast (laughs) okay are you ready for the next one uh absolutely i'm gonna kill it okay (laughs) quarantine quarantine you know this phrase no <laughs> it's like quarantine but it's quarantine what does it mean I, haven't, I actually haven't heard this one it's like the people that you're quarantined with right <laughs> oh okay so it's like your your social group uh, maybe that you all i don't i don't actually know <laughs> all right doesn't uh, matter because we're in an alternate universe we can make it mean whatever we want all right all right teens teens i gotta drop something on you okay because like you're in you know, it now <laughs> teens we're going to redefine the small group yes what we're doing is you know we're gonna say goodbye to like the regular small group because you know what teens i gotta be real with you for a minute i'm just gonna speak from the heart for a second sin is a disease Sin is a disease, and and teens, teens. I'm gonna be honest with you, it's contagious. <laughs> so what we're gonna do at Soulfire is a little radical, you know. I, I didn't, I didn't run this by Pastor Ed <laughs> before we did this, but you know, you know how when you got a disease, you got a quarantine. We're gonna do a quarantine. So good. Who's in your team? Well, that's gonna be that's gonna be the people in your foxhole, your spiritual foxhole. I don't, I don't know if you can so, do anything related to holes in youth group. <laughs> uh, yeah, Trey is oblivious to that, by the way. Okay. Uh, Tracy, uh, so Tracy like, will fill like, him in later. Like ninth ninth grade girls, your core team is gonna be led by my smoking hot wife Tracy <laughs> over here. 11th grade boys I'm going to lead the quarantine there <laughs> uh, you go uh, that was actually somebody might have already done that <laughs> so good <laughs> I gotta say this is going 100% better than I thought it would okay because I did not have any jokes prepared for this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Two more. I don't. Okay. I don't know if we can do both of them. Okay. You can figure this one out though. W F H. It stands for work W-F-H. from home. In, okay. In um, in our in our universe, but in the alternate universe, it has to <laughs> mean something else. Okay. W F H. Um. All right, so this is the breakout session for the boys. Okay. This is so we're back with Pastor Trey. Okay. Um. All right, guys. Guys, let's bring it in. All right, let's bring it in. Let's get real for a second. Uh, I'm just gonna share my heart with you right now. Hey, guys, guys. I've been putting some stuff on my heart, and that's why I'm bringing you just a, just a quick word. WFH. <laughs> I 
You know what it stands for? It stands for why so freaking horny? Because <laughs> guys, like you got like changes going on, and you're probably looking at yourself saying like, you know, what's this? And like, you know, I'm, you know, you're looking at your kingdom sisters, thinking, you know, one day that could be a kingdom wife, and that's good. It's good. I don't want to kill that. I don't want to kill that. I want to nurture that because that's a good thought. But you got to get past the WFH. Why so freaking horny? You got to understand that's a design. You're design. You're you are a you are a finely tuned machine. God has made you in His image, and it's good, guys. It's good. But you can't, can't, you can't just slam the pedal to the floor every time. You gotta tap that break of purity. You gotta tap that break of modesty. You gotta tap that break of self-control. The fruit of the spirit. We'll get there one day. Tap that break. <laughs> and then some thirteen-year-old boy, Pastor Trey. <laughs> Do girls, yeah, what is it, do girls feel this way? <laughs> Hold on, Elijah. We're going to get there. We're gonna get, I promise you we're going to get there. Because we're going to turn that WFH. If you follow the plan for radical purity, that WFH, why so freaking horny? Guys, God is going to perform a miracle in your life. And you know what he's going to give you? He's going to give you WFH, a wife that's freaking hot. <laughs> But that's only if, if, you, if you practice radical purity. And that's that's what I'm trying to get through to you guys. Because I want you to have what I have. I want you to have your own Tracy. Okay? That's, that's, that's impressive. That. I think we should stop there. Cause the, what was the last one? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> Mask knee? See, I've like, what is, what kind of Florida stuff is going on? Jargon is going on down there. I've, in the backwoods of Alabama. In the backwoods of Alabama. Acne that you get where you wear your mask. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know what I could have done with that one. Yeah. You did so on the other ones. Let's not, let's not take it downhill. (laughs) Okay. That was truly impressive. I feel like you're on the verge of being triggered by that, though. No, I wasn't. I wanted to make you say more funny, stupid things. <laughs> I feel very strongly that Pastor Trey has frosted tips. Oh, yeah. Maybe a soul patch. Oh, yeah. And uh, Tracy, Miss Tracy. She goes by Miss Tracy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, she's got she's like definitely blonde. Frizz- yeah, but like a little frizzy hair, too. Okay. It's just how it works out in my head. And uh, is this based on an experience, or it's just like an amalgam of the youth pastors and youth pastors' wives mm-hmm. that I've had. Those like um, young couples, like our youth pastor was not young, but we would have um, like people that would help and stuff. Those like young couples with no kids were like gods. When you're in youth group, you're like, they are living the best life. I want their life. <laughs> yeah. They're still young and beautiful. The, and <laughs> the archetype for me uh, of youth pastors 
and I only saw him one time, but uh, he, I think I wrote about this in Homeschool Sex Machine. He came to the high school that I went to, the Christian high school that I went to, and he was a chapel speaker. And he just had like a sack of candy. And I was just like throwing candy at the crowd. That's like a youth pastor move right there. Just throw candy. Uh, but like he, his, his shtick was he was going to be edgy. Mm-hmm. Like he was the edgy youth mm-hmm. pastor. And like his, his little 20 minute devotion that he was giving at chapel was about spiritual constipation. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like trying to shock us by talking about poop. Oh my and goodness. I'm trying to like. What does that mean? Teens, we got a lot of teens. We got a lot of people out there spiritually constipated that need a, uh, you know, they need to be cleaned out by the spirit. Just chucking handfuls of Smarties and Tootsie Rolls at. So, like, that's what I that's what I think of when I think of typically spiritual constipation. Spiritual constipation. What a horrible so, metaphor. Yeah, like I don't want to think about God and poop at the same time. <laughs> Not being able to poop. <laughs> yeah. And the, like the this like he basically was saying that like the Bible was a laxative and you know you gotta get regular with the Lord and Wow. Yeah. I bet he I was don't know super he, proud of that. He was. I don't know that he had a smoking hot wife, though. <laughs> I feel like a smoking hot wife might have put, thrown up the veto on that one before he pumped the brakes on the, the uh, on the poop sermon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wives are good for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when so they, I would, you know, I would, wield enough influence. So I would catch like the traditional youth pastors at church and at the Christian school, but then I would have like a homeschool co-op that I would have to go to and it would be totally opposite. And like the speakers, uh, I think I told you this before that like the speakers would say things like, you know, you are part of the last generation that will know how to read and write (laughs) (laughs) and mean it totally seriously that, you know, the public school infrastructure is going to fall apart and no one after you will know how to read and write English. You're, you're a chosen generation that the Lord has set apart for himself because you're homeschooled in the nineties. Imagine that. So anyway, did you believe that at all? Kind of like, I remember like that specific thing was like being like, nobody know how to like, write. Like what? (laughs) I definitely believe that I was chosen. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I didn't. I didn't always take it as far as they did, though. Mm-hmm. Of, I think we both probably grew up believing we were a little bit special, <laughs> <laughs> and we were both right. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as I sit here in my fun, sexy Bible time shirt, <laughs> I am very special. I have one with butt shirt. <laughs> Doesn't that explain that? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs>
if you have already been to that can and pressed it down three times, just just take it out, guys. Come on. <laughs>